0: Welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hartunger, Unger, and I am excited to bring you all things planning and planning related today at the start of season two and a new year. Yay! So I impulsively decided that instead of making this episode number 24, which is what it is, we would start a whole new season to go along with the new year as well as, of course, a new quintile. I've discussed my quintiles before. As you guys know, I enjoy dividing my year into five parts instead of four. Quintile number one goes from January 1st because we have to have one that starts then and ends with my kids' spring break. Interestingly, my kids have two different spring breaks this year, so I'm not sure how that's going to play into my system, but perhaps I'll just use the end of the second one as a logical ending there. Anyway, I'm so excited to be here. I am recording it at the end of 2020, so I'll admit that I can't tell you how this new year has come upon us yet. That's going to surprise me as much as it surprises you. And we have had a little bit of a tumultuous ending to our 2020, in very 2020 style, we are quarantining right now due to an exposure. So, hopefully, all will end well. By the time this episode airs, it will all be a memory. But I thought I would take today to just discuss what systems I plan on using in the new year. Um, many of them are similar to systems I have used, but I have made some small changes. And, you know, as always, I have products that I love and plan on going back to as well as a couple that I used to use, but have decided I'm not going to use anymore. So I'm gonna talk about both the physical and digital products and systems that are going to be sort of my everyday uses for the new year. And I'm excited to bring you some more exciting guests and Q and A's this year as well. So please, if you would like more Q and A's addressed, just send them to me on email or on Instagram. If you have a product that seems like it really needs to be reviewed, let me know. And if you have a guest to suggest, I'd love to hear it as we bring you some fun content for this new year. All right, current system. First of all is the basics. Of course, my planner, my paper planner. I'm using the Wonderland 222 A5 planner and notebook. Um, I've gone into depth in this system before, including an entire episode that was a review. So I don't think I need to give you too much detail on this now. But just to remind you, it is two books. One of them is a notebook with 365 pages that I use as a daily planner. And the other one is more of a planner, weekly planner setup um, that has a whole slew of very uh, useful spreads in it that I'm going to be using. I will say I really enjoyed switching planners in November, not just because I was excited for a fresh start, although there's always that. But because um, having 14 months in a planner actually does kind of help solve the issue with overlap. You know, often when you're going abruptly from one system in December to another in January, there's this period of time where you need to carry around two books. But having 14 months in the wonderland has helped me be able to not have to do that. So I'm pretty excited that should be the same for next year because I can be filling in November and December in my current book, but can still switch over to a new one at that time and not have to carry all of them around at once. At least I think that's how it's going to work. All right. So the spreads I am using, the daily pages I use every single day, I have a layout that works pretty well for me. So I don't think I'm going to be making any big changes there. Same with the weekly pages. I put my master calendar there. I know I'm really weird. Most people have a digital master calendar and then they sort of do more, I don't know, thoughtful planning on paper or I don't know, like a version of what's really going to work that day, but I actually do have my master calendar on paper. I find it the easiest way to integrate work and home in a reliable fashion. So I'm going to continue doing it, even though I have a lot going on on both sides. And of course, as I'll mention, I use digital tools as well, and I'm not going to include every detail on my master calendar, but I do kind of know where every minute is um, kind of already accounted for in there. I use my monthly pages in the Wonderland for call schedules, big trips, holidays, etc. And then there are these lovely quarterly pages and, uh, they kind of have like miniature size monthly calendars, three to a page and a blank page on the other side. And I think I'm going to use these to try to plan in personal days and couples retreats and kind of take a global look at how I'm scheduling in leisure type of time, um, or at least just off time to make sure I'm doing that intentionally. So I'm kind of excited about that. And. Uh, Since there are these little boxes for each day on these quarterly pages, I'm going to track my screen time minutes there as an extra motivator to stay within my goal number of allotted minutes on my phone. And then finally, in the Wonderland 222 are these lovely monthly goals and review pages, which I plan to use to record my goals for the month, as well as review what I have accomplished for each month. And I've been enjoying using those already. On the blank pages, of which there are about 60, in the planner portion, um, I'm going to be tracking all sorts of favorites and things for the year, as I always tend to do. In the blank pages, in the planner portion, I'm going to be tracking all sorts of favorites lists and tracking lists, as I tend to do. For example, music that I enjoyed, movies or TV shows watched, art takeout adventures, and hopefully some restaurant adventures, when it's safe to do so maybe even some seasonal meal plans. I don't know, I kind of want to shake up the way I do meal planning and having little sections in there might make it a little bit more fun. And then I do have a goal to organize our house using the Organize 365 system. And so I'm going to track my progress about that in my planner. Uh, Lisa Woodruff, the founder, actually sells her own planners uh, to go with the system, but I'm going to use my own planner while using her system. So I'm very excited about that. And then finally, the goal section um, is going to include yearly goals. Um, I'm going to actually brainstorm them digitally. And I've kind of already done that. I just want to add a little bit. But I do want to write them out by hand because I feel like that will solidify it a little bit more, as well as quintiles goals for the first quintile. And I'm going to do something fun to do a 21 for 21 of all fun things. No pressureful things, just fun things that I want to do during the year. That are pandemic friendly. Should we be continuing on the same types of restrictions for the next 12 months? Although I hope not, but who knows. Ooh, I did want to take a quick loop back because I did mention Organize 365 and tell you that Lisa has actually agreed to be a guest on this podcast. So I know some of you may be interested in learning a little bit more about her system. And organizing is certainly very much in alignment with planning. So you will learn more when I have her on, as she has volunteered to come on Best Laid Plans. So I'm very excited to have her and probably in the next couple of months, you will get to hear her. Okay, that aside over, that's pretty much how I'm planning on using my planner, which is similar to how I use it now, just maybe with a few added fun sections like the minutes of screen time and maybe a little meal planning section. So in addition to the planner, I have other tools that I use all the time. One is Apple Notes. Um, You guys know I keep a list of work projects there, both back burner and Active. I divided them up like that uh, as an idea from Cal Newport, and it does work. Like, which ones am I working on now and which ones am I working on, like, kind of soon? So I don't want to put them in someday maybe, but not, you know, this week or immediately. I also keep folders for my podcast questions and episode notes, ideas for things to do with the kids. I save work schedules there, like when my husband sends me call calendars, I just paste the PDFs right in there. Um, And I have a non-work projects list as well. So, I have all of those available in Apple Notes, and I continue to want to use that system. It's just very easy since I do use a Mac, and then I also have an iPhone. It's just everything syncs and makes things pretty seamless there. Next, another another digital product is the Google Calendar um, on my phone, and also the Apple Calendar. I sort of use them interchangeably because a lot of times I'll use Google Calendar to enter an event, but it's Apple Calendar that I go to um, in order to actually look at things because I just find it a little bit easier somehow. And the reason I use Google Calendar to enter is that's the one my husband and I share. So I pretty much just use that one if there's something I know my husband needs to know about. Okay, so now we have gone through my Wonderland 222 Planner, Apple Notes, and then the Apple Calendar and Google Calendar. The next item is something that I was not using previously, but I think I'm going to keep some sort of training journal for 2021 separate from my planner. That's because I decided to join kind of a running club online um it's actually the another mother runner many happy miles club and they actually have their own training journal that they send out so i think i might actually keep my run details as well as other workout details there because i don't know i've been putting kind of the weights that i lift into my planner but it clutters the page a little bit and i just think it might be nice to keep that separate so i think i may add a training journal to my planner armamentarium is that the right word Anyway. my planner collection for 2021. Next, um, I have a Papier notebook, P-A-P-I-E-R. I I never know whether to pronounce it like in the entirely French manner of Papier, Uh, but it's a UK company that also ships to the US uh, that makes these beautiful custom hardback notebooks. And I have one that says shoe notes, S-H-U is my initials, and then it says 2020 to 2021. And I use that when I'm at any kind of meeting where I think I might want to take notes, which happens more frequently than you might think because I find that if I'm not taking some sort of active notes, then I'm often really tempted to scroll or be distracted or something like that. And it's actually not that uncommon that I go back to refer to notes as I someone wonders you know, what we were thinking about some specific aspect of residency training or, I don't know, endocrine stuff. So um, I will continue to use that as my notes notebook. Um, and I do like that separate from the planner because, I don't know, it just puts me in the frame of mind like, okay, I'm paying attention now. I'm taking notes and this is my reference book. I don't have a table of contents in there, which maybe was a little bit (laughs) short-sighted. I guess I could add one maybe at the end. I haven't had trouble finding anything that I need because it's in chronological order and I can just look for the date. I'm pretty good at writing the date at the top. So you know I don't have it completely following the bullet journal type of note-taking format, but it's been pretty useful to me and I do want to continue to use it. I actually do kind of regret putting the year on the cover because I suspect it might even last uh, into 2022, but that's okay. I'll keep using it even if it says the wrong year. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Calen dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase, and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, next is a very minor tool in my toolbox, but I do like to use it in a very certain circumstance. I like to use the small notebooks from Field Notes. They're about like index card size, and they have about 50 pages. They come in a whole different variety of covers, and I have a million different ones because I used to subscribe to their subscription box, which was really fun. But then I accumulated way too many, so I stopped. Anyway, so I like to use these when I'm on call. They fit right with my phone. They're just a tiny bit bigger than my phone and I put them in a pouch and I walk around the hospital checking off the patients that I'm seeing, jotting down anything I need to know and I use it as a record of who I've seen throughout the week so I can make sure I'm billing appropriately and because we have to create sign out lists and it's actually kind of cumbersome to do it in the EMR or electronic medical record and I'm able to do it really efficiently when I use my field notes. So I'm going to continue to use that as well. I do shred them when they are filled because I don't want to keep patient data, but they're very useful. All right. Next is my impulse buy at the end of the year. I had kind of a bad day. Maybe it was a bad week. I don't know. And decided all of a sudden that I had to have a Hobonichi five-year journal or something catastrophic might happen. So um, I think I went to JetPens and saw that they were sell- sold out of the A5 size and that made me want it even more. So I started scouring the internet and found it at a small, lovely online-only shop in Finland. So my Hobonichi five-year journal is shipping to me from Finland. I was just sitting there and thinking like, my kids are three, six, and eight. What a wonderful pivotal time to keep memories because things are going to change so much in my life between now and five years from now when they're going to be eight, 11, and 13. Plus, I don't know, the numbers 2021 to 2025 seem like just a perfect bracketed set of five years to have that journal for. And then if I wanted to continue, it would be 2026 to 2030. And I just love those even number concepts. So I did, I caved in and I bought the five-year journal for the first time. I'll certainly share pictures when it comes, if it comes. Um, And I'm not all that optimistic it will be here before January 1st, but I can always fill in old memories. I don't know, maybe I'll keep tracking them somewhere else because if I'm getting something for five years and I'm already messing up my consistency, it's a little concerning. Although one might point out that you don't have to write in it every single day. All right, (laughs) so that was my sort of last impulse buy for the year. Finally, I have a couple of other digital tools. I plan on continuing to use You Need a Budget, which is an app that we use to track all of our budgeting stuff. We basically enter every single transaction that we have so we know exactly what our expenditures are. We use buckets for savings for short-term sorts of things and even longer-term sorts of things. Like I have a car savings bucket, although now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I need to start putting more of these in like taxable accounts or something, but whatever. It's easy to track there. I definitely plan on using it for next year as well um, and going forward. I think there was only one year we didn't use it and I did try every dollar, which was almost as good, but I just found YNAB a little bit more user-friendly. So I'm going to continue to use that company. Next, I guess I just want to delete and include the fact that I do use my email, particularly my work email, as a holding bucket sometimes. I do clear out my inbox, but I have this waiting on or follow-up folder that's become increasingly helpful when i have like issues that need to be looked back on but just aren't important enough to like want to be written down in some other list and so i know that i'm going to look at that every week and it's like a tickler file a digital tickler file is how David Allen might refer to it, where I just know it's there and I'm going to check on it weekly and see if something that's incubating still needs to be there. Like maybe it's some module that I need to do and put on my calendar, or maybe it's some reimbursement that I'm waiting for and I can say, oh, I got that and delete it. But I do use that and not mentioning it seems disingenuous as it's definitely a place that I collect things. My email work waiting on or follow up folder. Next, I would just want to mention my physical inbox, which I have at work in a plastic tray next to my desk, which I really do actually need to empty before the new year. I don't empty that one that often. Um, I just use it for things that like calendars, things that I refer to pretty frequently, as well as things that come into me, like I'll get patient discs. We still get studies on like CD basically, which seems kind of archaic, but is true. And so sometimes I'll have the disc sitting there until the patient's appointment. So it's not like a high traffic inbox, but it's there. And I have one at home that's much more high traffic and is similar to what Lisa Woodruff, um, the Organized 365 founder, getting mentioned once again, describes as a Sunday basket where I collect all the mail for the week and just any papers from school that I need to process. And I do try to kind of empty that out and go through it once a week. My system is nowhere near as organized as hers is, um, but it works for me, I think, because honestly. A lot of my stuff is digital. So it's not like I have this giant deluge of paper. So my my wooden box tends to work. Things I'm letting go of in terms of planning, I mean, not a lot. <laughs> I I am guess I'm kind of a maximalist when it comes to planning, although I do feel like I tend towards the functional. But I am going to let go of Strava, which is a workout app that I was using previously to like track my runs and my beach body workouts. And I'm just Tired of entering it. I got tired of entering it a couple months ago, so I just stopped using it. So there's something I'm letting go of. Not sure there's much else, <laughs> but at least that's something. Definitely gonna be sticking to, you know, my similar rituals that I stick to now, including my morning routine, which mostly involves reading, writing a blog post, doing a headspace meditation, and And doing a workout. I usually try to get all of those things in before 7 a.m. or so, which usually means waking up at 5. This works for me. I am a natural morning type of person, at least with a lot of caffeine in me. So I plan on sticking to that. I do want to be better about doing weekly planning more on Friday afternoon. I think I've mentioned that I do a lot of it on Monday morning, which is a little bit last minute. I think from a work standpoint, I'd feel better if I could close out the week with a little bit more kind of, I don't know, dedicated time to get myself situated. In reality, it's hard to make this happen, but I'm going to try. I'm going to make sure that I give myself time kind of planned out for my full weekly and monthly reviews. I do that in theory, but in practice, not always, so I'm going to work on being better about that. And finally, I'm going to read something every day in 2021. Interestingly, I saw that Gretchen Rubin just released a Read 21 Minutes in 2021 challenge, and I'm like, "Perfect." I think 21 minutes seems like a very minimum poetic minimum time to shoot for, so I think I will plan on doing that. I think I already do that honestly, already most days, but on the few days that, you know, I don't pick up a book, that might be the the push I need to go ahead and do it. So that's pretty much it. My systems for 2021, my love of the week that I will mention to you is my pen case which I use all the time, and really haven't given nearly enough attention for you guys. It fits about 16 pens. I keep my mild liners in there. I keep a gel pen in there. I keep, I don't know, just all of the pens that I go to frequently. Actually, you can tell which ones those are because I tend to use them in my pen tests pretty regularly. Almost every morning, I start my day by filling out my planner page by using one of my brush pens to write the day of the week. I just love doing that. Anyway, so my pen case is invaluable, and it's lasted years. And the brand is called L-I-H-I-T, or maybe it's Leheat. And it's available on Amazon, although um, there are many items of that same brand on JetPens. And you may recognize them. They have this little red kind of tag on them that says designed for arrangement, but that's not the brand name. The brand name is Leheat. And it's only $10.99 on Amazon. I'm sure it's available elsewhere as well, but um, I will link to it on the, the show notes page so that you all can see it. And uh, it's been just a great workhorse for me going to keep on using it. So that's pretty much it for episode number one of season two, our first episode for the new year. Just to recap a tiny bit, I discussed all of the kind of systems that I use um, or I'm planning to use in the new year, including my Wonderland 222 planner, Apple Notes, Google Calendar with Apple Calendar kind of combined, perhaps a training journal, my papier notebook, field notes just on call, The Hobonichi five-year journal, you need a budget app, my email holding spot, and physical inboxes or my quasi-Sunday basket. So that's a lot. You probably have a lot too, though. You might want to think about what they all are and whether they're all doing the optimum thing you want them to do for yourself because maybe some of them are, maybe some of them aren't, maybe you're getting ideas for some new ones. I would love to hear all about everyone's 2021 systems. I'm very excited. I think our next guest episode is going to be from two women who have multidimensional planner stacks that they're planning to use in 2021. So I'm excited to talk about that. And I hope everyone has a wonderful start to the new year. As always, you can find the show notes at theshoebox.com and then just look for the button that says best laid plans. You can also find that site in my uh, Instagram profile or, and if you, um, Also, want pictures? I will share something on Instagram with my stack of various resources that I use. I am at shoebox underscore plans on Instagram, and I'm at the shoebox, the underscore shoebox, as well for my personal account. So you can find me any of those places. If you would like to leave me a New Year's gift, then please just put in a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you listen to. That helps others find this show and makes me very happy. So thank you for those. All right. Enjoy. Happy New Year. I will see you next week with more planning-related content. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.